Hello, Zimbabwe. Welcome to Live Talk. We are coming to you live from Studio 7 at the Voice of America in Washington. I'm your host, Jonga Kandemiri. Today on Live Talk Diaspora Forum, we are talking about 2024 expectations of Zimbabweans living outside the country. But first, a look at what is happening elsewhere. Malawi's government is sending young people to work on Israeli farms amid the conflict with Hamas. Critics say the program is shrouded in secrets and has exposed unemployment issues in the country. Human rights activists argue that young people are willing to take opportunities abroad despite the risks. Chimwemwe Padatha reports from the capital, Lilongwe. Young people line up in large numbers at registration centers like this one for recruitment under a program that gives Malawians opportunities to work on farms in Israel. They are hoping to join about 600 Malawians who have been airlifted to Israel through the agricultural program. A resident of Blantyre, the country's second largest city, 23-year-old Ruth Kanchunjuru, is ready for such an opportunity. It's a lifetime opportunity. I wouldn't lose it because at some part of the country there is war. As Israeli reservists have been called up for military service since the war with Hamas began in October, Malawi is not the only country Israel has been making labor exchange deals with to fill gaps created on farms. Kenya announced that it was sending 1,500 farm workers in December and Israeli officials said recruitment is underway in Uganda and Tanzania. But the labor exchange program in Malawi isn't without critics. Malawi Human Rights Defenders Coalition, or HRDC, accuses the government of secrecy on the deal. Maigo Kaiata, the vice chairperson for the rights group, says they want access to information on Israel's treatment of foreign workers. That's why it's important that uh, we details, you know, like issues of safety, issues of pay, issues of conditions of service, you know, should be clarified so that the people can make informed you know, decisions. In the next five years, Malawi's Labour Ministry says it plans to send at least 5,000 people to work in Israel's farms, but the figure could go as high as 15,000. Youth and Society, or YAS, rights organization, has demanded a clear policy position on the program, says its executive director, Charles Kajolowega. There are no guidelines at the moment that uh, are facilitating or supporting the regulation of uh, this labor export. And the, what is more worrying is that the government is looking at these young people as the commercial tools. Israeli ambassador Michael Lotem recently told a local publication that the labor export will benefit the two countries. But as of December 2023, a memorandum of understanding is yet to be signed. According to Malawi government spokesperson, Moses Kunkuyu. I mean, the MOU that we get to have to also be uh, a, a guiding document in as far as uh, the operations of the agents on the ground are concerned. And young people get employment, they go to Israel working, people come in and they start criticizing that, uh, that process. Through the labor exchange program, Malawi's government says 
it anticipates generating foreign exchange as young people get jobs abroad. Chimwe Badata, VOA News, Lilongwe, Malawi. A detained Citizens Coalition for Change member and former member of parliament for Zengeza West, Job Scala, appeared today before Arana Magistrate Ferris Chakanyuka facing charges of incitement to commit public violence and another charge of spreading falsehoods. Scala's lawyer, Arsene Como, says they expected a ruling regarding the constitutionality of Section 31 of the Criminal Law Codification and Reform Act that he says was struck down in 2018. However, the magistrate said the law still exists, prompting the lawyer to think about approaching the High Court for a review. Scala has been in and out of court since his arrest in June 2022. Let's hear Nkomo explaining what took place in court today. We have just come out of court wherein we expected a ruling from the magistrate regarding the constitutionality of Section 31 of the Criminal Law Codification and Reform Act, which basically is a piece of legislation that criminalizes uh, publishing uh, or publishing or communicating falsehoods prejudicial to the state. Obviously, as journalists, you are aware that this matter uh, has got history, especially Section 31. In 2018, journalists took the matter of the Constitutional Court, and the Constitutional Court then ruled that Section 31 of the Criminal Law Codification is inconsistent with the basic fundamental human rights regarding freedom of expression. To that end, it was stuck out the statute books of this country. So it was in the, on the background of that matter that uh, in the case of Sikala, we challenged the charge of communicating and uh, public force because it is no longer part of our law. Sadly to Mr. Sikala, the court has ruled that the law transformed itself. How it revived, we don't know. Because what we understand is once a, 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 a law has been stuck out from the statute books, it does not see light of day. There has to be a way of it resurrecting. But the court ruled that it uh, resurrected, which is a position that we respectfully disagree with. We shall therefore take the matter to the High Court for review. That notwithstanding, uh, we have to also proceed with this particular trial on Friday the 5th of January 2023 before the same magistrates. How's Kala holding up um, amidst all this, especially after a year? It's not a year, it's uh, a year yes, and uh, more than seven months. Mm. He has uh, really, really been resolute. He is abundantly clear in his mind that he has not committed an offence. You are aware that in one of the matters where he was convicted, the High Court overturned it. And uh, as, it, we, as matters stand, he remains an unconvicted inmate at Chikurubi Maximum Prison. And he's very hopeful that uh, uh, all the charges are going to fall apart and he's confident that he did not co commit any crime. So on this matter, what charges, what force did he communicate? What does he say? It is alleged that he, on his Twitter account, he posted a, a child who was bleeding profusely and uh, alleged that uh, it is uh, barbaric in this day and age for want to strike a child with a button stick and they were saying that the child was not dead 
and uh, that, it, that that is the foundation of, uh, of the charge. But uh, it is to be clear in your minds that he does not agree that he posted the Twitter account. I mean, he posted on the Twitter account and all the contents of uh, that message which are being attributed to him, he denies them. Uh, that was Arusan Nkomo, a lawyer representing Job Scala of the Opposition Citizens Coalition for Change. Back to our main topic. Some Zimbabweans in the diaspora say they expect the economic situation to worsen this year due to drought caused by the El Nino phenomenon and issues of governance. This will force them to send more remittances back home in 2024. However, for some, especially those aligned to the ruling party, ZANU-PF, they remain positive, saying resilient Zimbabweans will find many ways of surviving under the tough economic conditions. Let's hear from you, Zimbabweans in the diaspora and back home. What do you expect in 2024? Please stay tuned as we take a brief break. In times of change, when the world seems uncertain, and what we hear doesn't reflect what we see, we seek the truth. When we are told only part of the story, we lose trust. In moments of crisis, our dreams, hopes, and wishes for a better tomorrow depend on a free press. At Voice of America, we bring you the stories that people take risks to see. We connect the world and unite it with truth. At Voice of America, we show you the whole picture. Uh, for those that have just joined us, please note that we are streaming live on our Facebook pages, VOA Shona, VOA Studio 7, and VOA Debele. We are also live on YouTube, VOA Zimbabwe. Today we are discussing what Zimbabweans in the diaspora expecting or are expecting in 2024. To discuss this issue, we are joined by Mr. Dan Moyo, who is the MDC USA chairperson, Mr. Frank Guni, a ZANU-PF member in North America, and Mr. David Tiampondo, a Citizens Coalition for Change member also based in North America. Welcome to our show, gentlemen. Thank you for having us. Yes, uh, thank you so much. Uh, let me start with uh, Mr. Siampondo. Uh, Mr. Siampondo, 2023 elections came and your party disputed uh, the outcome of the elections. And some are saying that uh, also is going to ruin uh, the economy and uh, the political situation in the country come 2024. What do you say about this? Uh, thank you very much, um, Koma Jonga. Am I audible? Yes, uh, thank you. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, thank you. Um, and uh, compliments of uh, the new year uh, to you and uh, all Zimbabweans. Right, so um, as a start, it is not only uh, the Citizens' uh, Coalition for Change which are disputed uh, or had reservations uh, with uh, the elections. Uh, you will find that a lot of, um, or, if, or almost all observer missions, they did uh, dispute or uh, put reservations uh, on, on the outcome of uh, these elections. 
Now, uh, to the topic, you will find out that uh, we are very wary that uh, the uh, political situation that we have right now uh, prevailing in Zimbabwe, uh, coupled with uh, the El Nino drought that uh, we are about to face as well, it is uh, going to be very difficult uh, for uh, Zimbabweans uh, back home to uh, make a living or to uh, survive uh, this period that we are looking uh, at. So uh, basic fundamental human rights, uh, when they are broken down, they uh, place a big toll on the diaspora. Mm -hmm. who faced uh, with uh, the challenges of uh, making sure that uh, they uh, come in to close the gap. Thank you so much. Yes, uh, I'll come back to you, uh, Mr. Siampondo. Let me uh, go to Mr. Den Moyo. Mr. Den Moyo, your party MDC, we saw that uh, it ended up not fielding uh, candidates in the past elections. And some say whatever the problems that the country is facing in 2024, your party should not have any word or a say in this because it did not participate in the elections. What's your take on that? Well, it, it was unfortunate. Uh, we, we have our own internal um, disputes within the party. Uh, we don't agree with the current leadership. So um, those are issues that still need to be ironed out. We need to go to a Congress uh, that is um, structure-based, that's supposed to be grassroots. So, yeah, anticipate changes to happen in, in 2024. Uh, as, we, as we move forward to, to restore the party to its former glory. Mm -hmm. uh, the party still has support. Uh, many Zimbabweans still believe that it's the only party of hope because it's a party that is, that is institutionalized, it has structures, and it just needs to be rebuilt. Now, looking forward into 2024, really, it's all looking bleak for Zimbabwe. The currency uh, loses value on a daily basis. Uh, there's a shortage of the dollar. So there is now there's more need for us in the diaspora to support our families and friends back home. Mm -hmm. So we don't see a, a, a bright future for 2024. We saw a budget that was uh, really taxing on the on the individuals, uh, on the poor. It was a, a budget that was anti-poor. We see an increase in, 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 in basic commodities. Uh, inflation is going to skyrocket. Now people have to pay for passports um, at a price that is five times what other neighboring countries are paying. Uh, there's going to be a tax even on soda and, and a fuel tax. So there's a lot of negative things that we're seeing going into 2024, which is all a result of misgovernance by the current regime, mm -hmm. Thank uh, which, you, has totally failed, which has totally failed to rule and no clue how to get Zimbabwe out of this quagmire. Let's hear from uh, Mr. Guni. Mr. Guni, all these blames are being uh, laid on uh, ZANU-PF, the ruling party. What do you have to say about this and uh, expectations of 2024? I think, it, I think Zimbabweans can be rest assured that uh, the ZANU-PF government will continue on the current developmental trajectory, will continue to invest in infrastructure development. Manita is coming up in Vuma there, where we'll have the largest uh, iron smelting uh, industry on the African continent and perhaps in the world. 
we will continue to invest in uh, road development, water harvesting, and ensuring that uh, the industrial base of Zimbabwe is redeveloped and re-industrialized. That's the only way our economy will grow. Mm. We cannot grow an economy without a functional industrial base, and that's going to be the focus of uh, the current government. Mm -hmm. We are aware that our detractors and the opposition parties all put together. Uh, the Zimbabwean people spoke. In, uh, they just passed in elections. They voted for ZANU-PF, which shows confidence in our party, which confidence, which shows confidence in the ruling party, the only party that has uh, the needs and the will of Zimbabweans at heart. Thank you. Uh, on the other hand, we do accept that economically, uh, it's, it continues to be a challenging situation for people in Zimbabwe, and we foresee in 2024 uh, the diaspora playing a critical role in terms of providing remittances to support their families back home in Zimbabwe, which in turn will propel the economy as well. <laughs> What people should be just doing is to assist their families, not for the government to look up to remittances from the diaspora. Dinochenda mkoma jonga. Mchao na kuti ndoda mbuzikorati naro iroro rekuti zoni wavarib diaspora varukunze ndoa na sopiwa mtoro kutika na shawome sesa chita yukuti mimi ni mariza mtu mira murukunze koko zinge vichari ritira murie Zimbabwe. Asi kana tashika pachida no chekutiti vote vanu wari mdiaspora wano bawatanga kunyombo akutukwa kuone kwa sabana wasina basi. E, diaspora vote ya kango vira kare chichemeru wakuti tinoda wakuti tirikognize wepanyayaze kusaruza watunga miriri. So kutashubatiri wakuti tinotumira tino maru kumusha kuti ino basira asi atina chekuita mkusaruzi kwa kwevani wa wachayivani nge wachibata mari ito taka ndozi mwezo zunu zino neta iso kana takata sana aso asise kuti tinezi muri atinga zo miri kuitasei kutumira mari kuti muri zedu ziwanike zichi rarama upenyu wakanaka kuzimbabwe ende mchawo na uzikari kuti zino muri samanyepo urumende kuti propaganda aise ya katunga miranyika Nukuti korene gore mwakane mwakati nenge tichinzi tine pampa harvest. Izwe zimga tarisa mahendos ene ngiri ewa weza anu ne awe urumende. Wane ngwa chite tine gohora kakura. Asi tisi tinotanga kuchema nzara. Mnika zese zirimsa daki. Kuti itapere wanechikafu. Tisi tinokurumbiza kupere wanechikafu. Kudarika wa mwese. Tisinga zeo tinojikisa ireka na utitakadi. Asi choku wati chinege chilipo ngeche kuti. Hakuna gohora tinenge tinaro. Gurumende haisi kutikira agricultural sector yedu shakapana. Mchawo na utima input nesuese zuruku piwa kuneva nweza anu. Awanono nulotengesa apana production inoitwa. Inoita kuti tinge tine gohora kakwa na rekuti. Kana nzara ya uya siya tataisa na nayumuna 2024. Tiwane tine chekubasilika na chokuva mudura re urumende. Izwezi dura re urumende harinachari nacho. Ringori mwea chetene mepo. Thank you so much. Mr. Denmoyo, the economy, people look up to minerals, agriculture, and other resources that 
the government has at its uh, disposal to assist or uh, help or uh, prop up the economy. Do you see any of the sectors helping to prop up the economy in 2024? Yeah, the problem we have is, is looting in the country. Uh, the country is well endowed with, with minerals, um, but unfortunately, um, the minerals are being looted by ZANPF. We saw what happened with the Chiazo diamonds. We saw what happened, what's happening with the gold mafia. So even if the country has all those minerals, they are benefiting only a few individuals. And going to what um, Dr. Guni was saying on infrastructure, those are just promises. We every time we go to elections, we hear these promises from ZANU-PF. Uh, but nothing really comes comes to pass. I personally was in Zimbabwe in, in September this year, and I took a chance to drive from South Africa uh, to Harare, believing what Nangagwa had lied to the people of Zimbabwe, that the Harare Pipe Bridge Road was now so beautiful that you could stop and grill on it. I tell you that that, that road is a death trap. It took me 10 hours to get to Harare, a journey that I used to take me five hours before, because there are so many details. They only... They only um, maintain the road for certain distances, then there's a detour which is longer than the maintained road, and those detours are there all the way till you get to Harare. And now they are increasing toll gates, the toll, toll gate prices, and people now will have to pay more tolls for roads that are non-existent. When I was coming back from, from now coming from Pulawayo through Bike Bridge, I even hit a pothole in the middle of the night and, and had to start changing a tire in the middle of the night. So those roads, those are the death traps that we have. And when we talk of infrastructure development, let's start with the basics that the people really need. We need proper roads, a proper road network, so that we can stop the carnage that we are seeing on our roads. Let's stop lying. Let's ZANUPF should stop lying to the people that they have. They are working on infrastructure projects when, in fact, they are working on projects to enrich themselves. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Mr. Moyo, Mr. Guni. As you heard from uh, Mr. Moyo and uh, Mr. Siampondo and other Zimbabweans, they are saying that ZANU-PF, the ZANU-PF government is uh, misplaced on uh, when it comes to priorities and uh, also lies, as what uh, Mr. Demoe said. What's your response? Well, it's very clear. I'm glad that my brother, uh, Mr. Danny Moyo, was able to drive through detours. It means the actual road was being constructed. That's why there were detours. I can pinpoint a specific number of infrastructure development projects, Wange number seven, Wange number eight. Like I mentioned, my needs are iron smelting in Vuma. Uh, we, we are working flat out to ensure, that, but these are infrastructure development projects. They don't take two months, three months. These are long-term projects. We don't get to see the yield in a short term. They, are, they, they take time. Uh, and also, notwithstanding the fact that uh, when the current government took over, the infrastructure of Zimbabwe had gone really, really down, and now we are rebuilding. I do agree that we do need to also focus on the basic needs of our people, water, sanitation, uh, provision of uh, access to health, 
to all our people, both in urban areas and in the rural areas. Those are the key focus areas we need to look at uh, as a government. Uh, and we'll continue to do that. Going back to what Mr. Siampondo was saying, I don't know which countries he's referring to. Because I can tell you that you can go on the World Bank, IMF, on the African Development Bank. Zimbabwe is the only African country that has been with sustainable for the first time since 52 years. We have not been importing grain. Yes, this year, definitely, we are going to see a deficit owing to the El Nino that's coming to Southern Africa. But other than that, we have been able to feed ourselves as Zimbabwe. And we'll continue to do that. Right now, Zimbabwe thank you, thank is... You. Again. Thank you, Mr. Guni. Please do stay on the line. Hello? Hello, caller. Hello, hello, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Magadi, Baba. You know, Farah Magasimba. Tagasimba, Diana. It's an internet of Manata Tariru. Eh, two patients, because I'm not out of a pine at Rukurai. Eh, Yamuru Kurukura, needing in the Ramuku from Banaros, Ganagar, no father chase. As the Janga Chingo Kumbira, the Yuse, Vagari, Gumusha, Zimbabwe. It is in days of Fambisipam Garakanaka, Takonsakura, Machavani, Ufini, Wakanaka, Muramaquid, Nogutizozi, Silutinism, Guramaquid, Banguay, Nanguayatin. Negutin my election and Afambasaganaka, Opinion, we do. I was going to go to Fambasaganaka, Nikodaway Abova, Singa, the good of Sungu, Rego, Shinji. Varukufavachaurans, <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, let me go to Mr. Siampondo. You heard from our caller. He said that the economy is dead. Uh, hospitals, they don't have any medication. There's no equipment in hospitals. Do you see or expect the government to take heed of all this uh, and uh, do something in 2024? Uh, unfortunately, no, I don't see the government uh, having that mentality to bring those uh, services to the people because uh, these calls, they are not new calls. Mm -hmm. The dilapidation of our um, health infrastructure, the roads, and uh, the, um, the education uh, system, it did not happen overnight. It's a process that accumulated over and over. But uh, because of uh, the bad leadership that we have back home, we don't have that mentality among the leaders right now, mm -hmm. uh, or the, the, the assumed leaders right now, to at least uh, work around uh, the problems that we are having, especially in our uh, health, in the health sector. Thank you. Because the health sector is supposed to be the backbone of uh, the nation. Thank you so we much. Yes, uh, we are about to uh, end the program. Let me just go to Mr. Moyo. Mr. Moyo, uh, what, what do you expect uh, uh, from the government in 2024, considering what all uh, you guys uh, and our caller uh, said and suggested? Uh, 
zero. I, I don't expect to see anything positive coming out of this government. They have failed for the past 43 years. And I, I you know what, we, we, we can continue hoping every year or every five years we have elections mm -hmm. that things are going to change. But unless that government is changed, unless we have a true regime that, that is there for the people, nothing is going to change. SADC is not going to help Zimbabweans. Zimbabweans now have to start thinking outside the box Thank you. and start finding innovative ways to bring down that Thank you. government. Thank you so much. Uh, let's hear from uh, Dr. Guni. Your last word. My last word uh, that Zimbabweans, we need to think of solutions, solutions, solutions. Form clusters, develop make sure that the areas where you come from are well developed. Don't sit on your hands and wait for the government to do everything. Please, let's come up with solutions. Criticizing forever will not create solutions. What will make Zimbabwe move forward are solutions that address the people's needs. The people of Zimbabwe need solutions, not Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, that brings us uh, to the end of our show. And I would like to take this opportunity to thank our guests, uh, Mr. Dan Moyo, MDC USA chairperson, Mr. Frank Guni, ZANU-PF North America member, and Mr. David Siampondo, Citizens Coalition for Change, North America member. This is uh, Jonga Kandemiri uh, signing off saying uh, wherever you are, Zimbabweans, uh, please uh, work hard and continue working hard to make sure that 2024 is a prosperous year.